Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Don't Miss This Podcast, a Come Follow Me study with Emily Bell Freeman and David Butler. We fill this show up with all the things we think you don't want to miss in the scriptures every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to... Oh, are you done? It is. Okay. <laughs> it's working. Yes. Like, wait a minute. What if it's not recording? You guys, we've let's, done this three times. Okay. Really, let's just say this, that we've already recorded this next week and next week's videos like a month ago. And then we found out we did it without audio. That's so And <laughs> we thought only three of you were lip readers. So here we are back again. It's going to be better. It's working. It's going to be better this time. So it's good. Okay. This is Don't Miss This. I'm David Butler. I'm Emily Freeman. And this week we are doing the very, this is the end of the gospel. So let's step aside for just a second so you can see any spots you want to pause and fill in there. Um, Matthew 28, Mark 16, Luke 24, John 20 to 21. And this is the end of the four gospels. So kind of like the halfway point through the year of studying the New Testament and where the story really is going to shift. Like this is kind of just, this is the end of, Spoiler alert, Jesus leaves at the end of these <laughs> chapters, um, and the story continues. So this is kind of a tipping point with the study. And there are so many good things today. You're going to want your pen and your paper because there are that many good things at the end of these four Gospels. Yeah, and we're going to go a little hyperspeed so we can yes, try and get as many true. as we can. Okay, the first thing I want to talk about is the, the story of the four Gospels and the story of Acts and moving into the second half of the New Testament is a testimony of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, there would, what did President Hinckley say? There would be no Christmas if there wasn't an Easter. The story is about a resurrection story. Th- that's the evidence that he is the son of God, that he's the mm-hmm. redeemer, that he's the savior. So we have this really, this neat line at the top of the study guide sheet that says, the best evidence that Jesus is the redeemer is the resurrection. The Christmas story is cute. The miracle stories were wonderful and tender. But that is the, that's the divinity in the story. Mm -hmm. He's not just a street preacher. He's not just a man of morals. He is Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. The best evidence of that is the resurrection. And the best evidence of the resurrection are witnesses. We've got like people who have written their testimonies or passed them on. I mean, said, we saw the risen Lord. Um, he, he was dead, dead in the tomb, and, and God has brought him back to life. And you remember how at the very beginning when we started this journey in January, we talked about as we started each of these Gospels um, that you could cross out um, the Gospel according to St. John and write in there the testimony according to St. John or the witness according to St. John. Those four Gospels become their witness of Jesus Christ, his birth, Um, his healings, his ministry, and most importantly, his death and his resurrection and how it applied to them and to all the people that they loved. And then that becomes true of each of us also. We have the opportunity to become witnesses of that resurrected Lord and what that means for us and the people that we love as well. Right, right. So uh, as we were looking at the people that Jesus appeared to, the first witnesses of his resurrection, we kind of saw another pattern, one that we've kind of brought up mm-hmm. a couple of times throughout this semester, or the... <laughs> <laughs> Are you teaching institute no. right now? <laughs> <laughs> Through this whatever time period since January that we've been together. Um, and the list of them is just, here's just a couple of them. 
Um, but just think about like if we were to categorize some of these people, first person he appears to that well that John says he appears to is is Mary. And Mary happens to be a person who's got like a, a questionable reputation in past. Plus she's a woman, and in those days, um the the witness of a woman would not have mattered. It, it wouldn't have even been taken seriously. So besides her unquestionable past, the fact that she is a woman makes it remarkable that Jesus is like, let's see, I think I'll start here and first. If, right, appearing to her. And the fact that, remember, we saw a couple weeks ago that she was a demonic woman, that mm -hmm. she used to, you know. Mm -hmm. So she, like, this is like, it's remarkable that he appears to her. Um, the next, the next one we have on the list is Simon Peter, who the very last time we see him before he sees the risen Lord is he is at the campfire with a teenage girl uh, denying uh, that he has any reputation or knows anything about Jesus. So you've got that. And then you've got the two disciples on the road to Emmaus in Luke 24. And you remember, they, they, they bunked with Jesus for three years. And then they walk down the road and talk with him, have dinner with him, a come follow me lesson with him. And they don't even recognize him. Yeah. You love that they have no idea who he even is. Right. And the last one, Thomas, um, who you remember, we've entitled him Doubting Thomas, even though we like to call him the white-robed apostle of hope. Um, but you think of those four people, a doubter, people who don't recognize him, people who have actually denied him, people with a questionable past. Don't you love thinking to yourself that could be any of us? that that's who he chooses to appear to are the people in the margins, the people who are unlikely, the people who seem uh, the most humble or the most neglected or the most rejected. And that's where he comes. And personally, right? Yeah. One on one, he meets them where they are, which is what we have been teaching about him for the last four months is that principle of Jesus that we love, that he's going to meet you where you are as you are. It's just, what he does right and there's no room at the end of the gospels for anybody reading them to think to themselves yeah but jesus wouldn't appear to someone like me that jesus wouldn't get mm -hmm. into my story and that's absolutely not true he shows that so clearly at the end that he still lives and he is still appearing and he's appearing to anyone and and everyone yeah so we we just so love good. that part with the resurrection um we want to talk a little bit more about peter um, his story. If you go to John chapter 20 and 21, we're kind of going to wrap, uh, just look at, he gets a little bit more extended visit, I guess now? you could or say. Are we doing that I after the so. final promises? No, we'll do those at the end. Okay. Yeah. Let's okay. do Peter first. So go to John, I lied 20. If you want to look at 20 for a second, that's a cute chapter, but go to 21. Oh, and 21 is going to be one of your favorite chapters ever. We keep saying that, but it's true. <laughs> we're going to love this chapter so much. Okay, so this is what happens in John 21. Set the scene um, after the resurrection um, or after the, you know, the crucifixion and the burial of Jesus. Some people have seen him. Uh, we love this line that Peter says in verse 3. Uh, I go a-fishing. And I just love that line, number one, because I'm from Lehigh and Texas. <laughs> I just love that. I feel like he's saying, like, I go a-fishing. Um, and he's just going back. To what to, he knows. Yeah, to it's, like his old so life. It's so interesting. You think about it. He has had these three years. Remember? He left his nets. You remember that day. Jesus says, follow me. Remember those two words because they're going to become important. He's had that night of no fishing. Then all of a sudden Jesus is like, put your nets out. And he's like, really? I don't know if I want to do more fishing, but he does. And then you remember there's all of a sudden sinking boats and breaking nets. And he brings it all back. It's the best day of his professional career so far. And then Jesus is two words, 
follow me. And he does. And it's these three years that we've got all of the stories of Peter. There's um, Peter at uh, Caesarea, Caesarea Philippi, who knows he is the Christ. You've got Peter um, walking on water. You have Peter in the daughter of Jairus's bedroom. You have all these things. You have him that attacking Peter that whole army witnessed. of, of yeah. people. And cutting that, like, off yeah. Malchus's ear. And, and witnessing the healing of that. And just like. Yes. You All of a sudden he has done all this stuff. And then Jesus leaves. And then he's like, well, what should I do? Yeah. And I it's don't been, know. And it was a great run. Yeah. Let's just be honest. That, like yes. the three years, he kind of must have like, you know. About six months in, thought, okay, okay, you know, we have yes. sold out crowds every city we go. Yes. This is a big deal. The kingdom's coming. Then all of a sudden he dies and not much changes, you know? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, so he's like, what should I do? Well, and, and I know what I'm good at. My nets are still in my shed. Yeah, I can, I'll go fishing. <laughs> Got extra bait. And so he does, right? He's just going to go back fishing. And, and I think it's nine of the 12 apostles were fishermen. So... I think everyone probably was like, well, okay, back to regular life. And you love the Elder Holland talk where he kind of talks about that. Um, he, he just sets it up so well. And he's going to go fishing and they all go forth. And you love that they're just out there. Also, they don't have a very good night of no. fishing. So they catch nothing and it comes to the next morning and Jesus is on the beach. But um, no one knows it's Jesus. You yeah. love that he tells us that. It's, yeah. No one knows it's Jesus. So that's verse 4. And then he yells out, Did y'all catch, did you, do you have any meat? Or in other words, do you have breakfast? Did, did you, you catch, catch anything? anything? And they're like, no. Right? So then comes this stranger from the beach who yells out. And he says, well, why don't you try throwing your nets on the other side of the ship? And don't you just wonder in that moment if Peter and Sean are like, wait a minute. <laughs> we've like we, yeah. heard this before <laughs> and because they do it without any argument which is funny because they're kind of like and they throw it on the other side as they pull them up in verse 6 they can't even pull up the nets anymore um, because they are so full of fish fishes for the multitude of fishes in verse 6 yep. right um, and so right when they pull it up they pull up the nets and it's like almost like ding, 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 ding. and John remember who calls himself the one Jesus loves turns to Peter and he's like, it's Jesus. And Peter... <laughs> you love this part so much. You love it because everyone else is like bringing the fish in, rowing back, and Peter is like, I, I can't wait. He just yeah. rips off everything and dives in the water, right? It swims about 100 yards, it says, just going. He's like, the rest of y'all can row the boat in. Uh, I'm, I'm swimming. My focus to, is yeah. on Jesus. So he just swims all the way to the and shore. And we love, let's just pause right now and just think, because one of the things we love the most about John chapter 21 is it almost takes all of Peter's life with Jesus and pulls it together in one chapter, because we're going to start out just like we did at the beginning, right? On a boat with a fisherman after a night of no fishing. And Jesus says, put out your nets. Okay, there's lesson one. Lesson two is when Peter's in a boat and Jesus is away and Jesus says who he is what's Peter's reaction get, get out, of, out the of the boat that's what Peter does and he does it again right now we watch him do it and the third lesson we're gonna see right now once he gets up on to the beach and if you're not reading carefully you don't even notice it but in verse 9 if you look it tells you it says that when they get there there's already a fire started with coals and Jesus is cooking breakfast for them and he says and there's fish laid thereon already and it says and bread 
Um, so they are going to share a meal with him, a miraculous meal of fish and bread. Yeah, of loaves and loaves fishes. Loaves and fishes. Right? All of a sudden now you're seeing all these three lessons are just going to come full circle again. Yeah, and it's almost like it's interesting. I haven't thought this till right this second, that verse 11, where it talks about counting them. Mm-hmm. Where it says, I, if you've never seen this before, verse 11 says, He drew in the net, and it says, and 153 fish were in that net. And that's kind of funny. Because it doesn't say like they caught a lot or like about a hundred or even about a hundred and fifty. Somebody went through and counted every single one of yep. those uh, miracle fish. And I like that it's there because it's almost like it's kind of like making you think. I wonder if Peter like starts looking back on his whole life and mm-hmm. starts doing that himself. Like let me count all the miracle yep. things that have happened you know, ever since I've met Jesus. Yeah, because he's almost having a flashback. And we love that thought. We put it on here about how many fish and why did someone count them? Um, We've talked a lot about it. Ann Voskamp, one of our favorite authors, talks about it on a blog post. Um, What was the purpose of counting the fish? And there is just something powerful about counting the blessings of God in your life, like actually listing them and counting them and reflecting on them. We got a letter from Grace this week, um, our missionary who I've read you some of her letters before. and We get the biggest kick out of her letters when they come because you just don't know what is going to happen. And this week was no different. The headings are the best. Yeah, the headings are the best. (laughs) Should I tell you the heading of this one? The one where I got a parking ticket. (laughs) They all start with the one where, which is awesome. And you just don't know what's going to happen. And she she does start out, please send cash. I'm trying to pay that off. (laughs) So she starts. Meanwhile, she says, God is still better than I could ever imagine. And this Mm -hmm. week, when we parked the car illegally and got a bus pass, yes, again, I knew it was going to be a great one. And walking the streets of South Sac, I walked with Jesus. And when we sat on a curb with a woman and all her belongings in a cart who couldn't even talk but just kept pointing to the Bible, so for five minutes we just read, and for a second three minutes in, I wondered if maybe this was a waste of time. And God just told me, look around at who she is and her stuff and her heart. And God reminded me that this, at a bus stop in South Sac with someone with no home, is exactly where Jesus would be too. And I could feel him sitting right next to me. And then at a Home Depot parking lot, talking with a group of men just looking for work, who we got to tell about a God who has a plan, I could feel Jesus helping them feel hope. And then under an overpass that says, if you can dream it, you can do it, we met a man looking for a change, anything to make life better. And I told him how he could find it, the life he dreams about. And he told me I should be president. And I told him I only want the house. And after a few jokes with my new best friend, I gave him the start, the start of his change. And walking away, I saw Jesus heal his eyes to see the change that was coming. And man, I will never be able to thank God enough for letting me get a parking ticket and bus passes and sit with homeless people and talk to strangers and see sunsets and find lucky pennies and do it all right next to Jesus. God is good all the time. Everyone Don't you wa- want to make a list like that? <laughs> and everybody wants to be on her email list now. Oh, you totally do. To grow and- yeah, it's so fun to read her, um, to read those letters. But I just think there is power in just taking, that was one day, right? There is power in just taking the time to list, to count the fishes. So maybe today after you're done talking about come follow me with your family, you will ask everybody to count the fishes. Yeah, of the last day, of the last week or 
or whatever it is. I, that makes me think of, we wrote this on here, that John at the end, in, at the end of chapter 20, he says, and many other things. Um, oh, no, I, the 21 is the one I like, huh? Yes, I think um, it is the one you like. John, oh, 20, John yeah, 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 yeah. 25, John 21, 25, where he ends and says, mm-hmm. and there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which if I if they should be written, everyone, I suppose, even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. And I love that Grace is writing uh, those books, that we all have the chance to add to the books of mm-hmm. the things that Jesus is still continuing to do. Like that is yep, such a so neat, good. neat. I mean, you end the Gospels and you're like, don't end. Go to John 22. Give us Luke 25. Yes. I want Mark 17. Yes. And it's like they exist, but, they, but they're on the shelves and in the heart stories of, of people yep, and everywhere. And in the journals. And, right. Yep. So good. Um, okay. So we got to go back. So oh, yeah. They, they're going to have breakfast. They eat breakfast together. And then there's going to be a conversation between John and Jesus that is so good. I mean, John, Peter and Jesus that is so good. Um, In verse 15, Jesus comes to Peter and says, Simon, Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he points to the fish, right? The 153 fish. And Peter says, yes, Lord, you know I love thee. Which is, hold on, which is so cool because... Do you love me more than the fish and do you love me more than the miracles? Like, yes. are you just here because That's this so has good. been a really fun show and because I fed you um, and you got to see cool things or do you actually love me? Yeah, that's so true. Anyways, I've never thought of it like neither. that either. That's that, cool. That he's showing him the, the miracles or me. me and what comes next. Right. That's so good. And um, he says, yes, you know, I do. And then Jesus says something that is so interesting. Before we even tell you, I just want you to think. Remember the first conversation that took place on the Sea of Galilee? And we have a reference on the page for you Um, of this one. When he says to him, you're going to leave behind your nets um, and come and follow me. And he tells him, I will make you fishers of men. Right? It's it's close. He's a fisherman. Now Jesus is going to make him a fisher of men that's what's going to happen peter's like okay i think i'll try it this time the conversation goes a little bit differently because he says do you love me yes i love you okay then he tells him feed my lambs do you think peter's like wait i'm not a shepherd i don't (laughs) don't... even know how to take care of lambs i don't i am a fisherman and so jesus says to him again (laughs) the second time simon son of jonas lovest thou me and he said unto him yea lord thou knowest i love thee and then he says to him again feed my sheep and he says to him the third time simon son of jonas lovest thou me and now this time peter is grieved because he's asked him three times and i actually love the three times because i love the thought of um the three times he denied and it's almost as if christ is saying here you can't have a do-over of that night but you can have a do better right yeah. now right i'm going to give you three chances um and actually to witness i thought this this week too that he uh I, I he keeps saying back to jesus like you know you know that i love thee and i almost want jesus to respond and say like yeah peter but you don't know that you love me mm. Like right now, you think you don't because of the mistake that you made. And I I want you to know, despite that. I love you. I love you. I trust you. And and you still love me, even though you you did that. You know? And and I have great expectations for you. It doesn't matter what happened. This this is what I see for you going forward. 
and it it's great things that yeah. are going to happen. And so he says to him, you know, I, um, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest I love thee. And Jesus says to him again, feed my sheep. And um, I love that thought that he's, he's not going to put him in a comfortable situation. He's going to ask him to do something he has never done before. Something he's not even qualified to do. Something he probably doesn't even feel like he has the tools of the trade for. And Jesus says, let me grow you again in this area. Let me make you more. I'm inviting you to become something more. And then in verse 19. And to his next adventure. I almost yes, want Jesus to is. wink right there. And yeah. like, hey. You ready for what's about to come? Part two. Yeah. <laughs> and then at verse 19, and this is going to be the end of that conversation with Peter and Jesus just by themselves that they're having. Um, that conversation is going to end the same way the conversation began three years ago on the Sea of Galilee with two same words. Same spot. They're in the same, same spot. spot on the yep. same beach. And it's the same two words again. And at the very end of verse 19, follow me. And we just love the thought of that invitation of Jesus just inviting him into um, bigger and greater things. We, those of you who know us well know this Peter story is one of our favorite stories. It is one that we are fascinated with. Um, there are so many lessons that we didn't get into here, but we just love this pattern of the Lord teaching um, each of these lessons twice in a powerful way. And then this invitation at the end that is just like, it's not over. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's how, just he, how he took how he took Peter from, I mean, imagine what Peter thought he could be. Maybe he thought I could be the best fisherman in all of Galilee. I could be the president of the fisherman's club. And how God saw something so different in him and invited him along the way. And, and we love the idea of asking ourselves, what if we took the same invitations the Lord gave to Peter? Like, what could he help us to discover? What if we followed it? What if yeah. we, like, what? Yeah, what we... if we answered those same five questions? What would happen to our life? And we just want to end with some of the thoughts that we've had as we've studied Peter before. Do you think anyone told Peter he was destined for remarkable things? That he was extraordinary? That there was a spark of greatness in him? The Lord did. He told him who he was. He showed him the possibility of who he could become. Without the Lord, Peter was just a simple fisherman. But with the Lord, his potential was immeasurable. And the same is true for you. There is a spark of greatness in you just waiting to be ignited. Your possibilities span the universe. You have within you the potential to become someone remarkable. You were not sent to this earth to play small, to shrink, to fail. You were destined to make a difference. You were made for amazing things. And um, we just want you to remember that and to think to yourself, accept his invitations. Because who knows who he can make you to become and what he has in store for you and, and for each of us. And really the adventure right. is just beginning. Yeah. That is so true. And exciting to think about yeah. also. Yeah. We're gonna end, oh, let's say something about this because. Um... Okay, this is so fun. We um, get so many emails from you. We see you all the time, um, everywhere we go. We love it so much. In fact, I sent a funny picture. Uh, we were at the new Kids on the Block concert with my <laughs> kids that someone had given us tickets to. And even met some of you there who wanted um, to do pictures. And we just love that experience of meeting you and talking to you about this journey. And um, we were given a couple extra of these books. We thought it'd be so fun to maybe reach out and meet you. So we are planning just a fun visit 
um, at the American Fork Desert Book on July 1st from 4.30 until 6 at night. We are going to be there. Um, we've got between 50 we hope and it works. 75 we're, we're kind yes. of, just <laughs> of these books that we're just going to give for free to the first um, 75, 75 people, people who come. Who come. Or if you and, don't make it for that, we'd love for you to come yeah, just to say hi and meet. And, and, yeah, and talk to you. So we'll be there, hopefully, if it all works out, July 1st, 4.30 to 6. We are going to put it on our Instagram, all of the details. So you or the can newsletter. We'll put, yeah, newsletter or Instagram. Just watch one of those. Yeah. We just thought that could be fun. Yeah, it'll be, be fun so to give fun. away a bunch of these and books And for those of you who aren't um, right here in Utah where we are, we, we've we're putting our brains together to come up with something we've fun set for some you aside and, for yeah. so we'll um if you don't follow our instagram that really is going to be the easiest way to find us either stories or on our feed at mr dave butler is that right yeah and at emily bell freeman bell with an e and um be watching for details that week right before july 1st because we are dying to see some of you but now yeah. we want to end with how each of the gospels end there is there's just one message in each of the endings of the gospel that we love and we thought it'd be a fun way to end so this study of the gospel okay so we just did the end of john we just showed you how like where we talked about like man if we roll all the straits of jesus the whole world couldn't hold them and how that's almost an invitation to like write them down and and be a part of them uh, the other, and that's John's invitation. Yeah, John's so John's invitation. would be, just make sure you are writing down all of your experiences with Jesus. It's the count the fish invitation. That's what John's going to give. Yeah. Mark's end's actually really cool. Um, and you need a little bit of history for Mark. Mark was written uh, to be read out loud in one sitting. That's why it's kind of the shortest. takes about two hours. I have a friend who said he and his wife do this every Easter. Oh, that's so They fun. read the whole thing. It takes mm -hmm. about two hours. Um, and it's and the King James translators did a good job of making it sound as pretty as the original Greek. Um, but Mark, all the old, the ancient manuscripts, the original manuscripts, not the originals, but the oldest ones that we have, Mark 16 doesn't go all the way to verse 20. It actually ends in verse um, verse 8. You are going to love this and then it, so the, much. The rest, of so it, the rest of it gets added on in like the 15th and 16th century. So the original Greeks, and, and very likely the original Mark, ends on verse 8. So the way Mark tells the story is, uh, before you get to Mark 16, the, all the disciples have fled in fear. Peter has um, uh, denied him. Judas has betrayed him. And now who do you have left? And uh, and and you get, um, now these women come onto the scene, right? They fill kind of the void and they come in. But after they meet the angels at the tomb, the angels tell them, go and tell the story of the resurrection. And verse 8 says, and they went out quickly and fled from the sepulcher, for they trembled and were amazed. But they said, they didn't say anything to any man, for they were afraid. And the original Greek ends um, with the word and. So it doesn't end here in English, but it says, and they were afraid and like dot, dot, dot. And that's how the original <laughs> manuscript ended. And it leaves like the reader who's been watching the whole story or the listeners. Can watching you imagine the whole if story. you were just sitting in the room and someone gets to the end of Mark and like, Peter's gone, the apostles are gone. And the greatest event in all of history has happened. Jesus has been resurrected. The and women they said, go and then they're like, because the readers afraid. are like, oh, good. The women came and the women come and it's like, and they didn't tell anybody because they were too afraid. And, and everyone's like. Well, who's going to tell the story? Like, someone's who's going to tell it? Peter's not, and Judas is dead, and the disciples are gone, and the ladies are afraid. And it leaves the reader or listener sitting there saying, like, well, someone's got to tell that story. 
And then you become the witness. Right. You is love that so awesome? That Mark invites you to become the witness. John wants you to count fish. Mark wants you to become the witness. Matthew, um, in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, he ends his saying, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. So um, the invitation from Matthew is to teach. And then Luke is... And then Luke at the very end ends in verse 50, where he goes out and he lifts up his hands in verse 50 and says, and he blessed them. And um, ancient readers would have known, the Israelites who heard this, the Jews would have known, that whenever um, the priest would come out of the temple after the morning prayer was offered, the incense was burned, he would lift his hands up and he would bless them. Well, the story of Luke starts with Zacharias, John the Baptist's dad, going in. But remember, he goes mute. So when he comes out, the whole congregation's there waiting for a blessing. So chapter one starts of Luke with everybody waiting for a blessing they never get. And then the end of Luke ends with Jesus lifting up his hands and giving them the blessing, what's called the priestly blessing, um, to the disciples who are there and to anybody reading. You can find that in um, Numbers chapter 6. This is where one you of your favorite blessings ever in Scripture anywhere. It's and such who a Who even a knew great it was one. here? This is why someone didn't shouldn't have named the book Numbers because then nobody read it. Um, they should have given it a new name. Yes. But... This is a number six right at the end, and this is the priestly blessing that the priest would give, and probably the one Jesus gave. Um, starting in 24, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace, and put your name upon the put his name upon the children of Israel, and I, the Lord, will bless them. Oh, so that is so the final good. blessing that he gave to the disciples at the end of Luke. And then it tells you, um, and they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. So maybe just think about those four invitations as we end up the Gospels this week um, to remember as you go through, Matthew wants you to teach about Jesus. With Luke. Jesus. I love that. Yeah, He's like, and with I'm with Jesus. you always. Mm -hmm. Like um, Grace was saying. Yeah. Like Matthew 28 is Grace's letter. It's so true. Right? Um, Luke wants you to remember that he has promised to bless you and again be with you and to go forth with great joy wherever and, and, you're yeah, going. Anticipation. Yeah. And that's fun to Mark think. wants you to be the witness, right? To continue the story, to continue sharing the story. And um, John wants you to write it down. Just count the fish. Um, those four things. And maybe that could be part of your week this week before we jump into Acts. It's just taking the time to reflect backwards and then think, how will Jesus be part of your story going forward? Yeah. Oh, we loved so the Gospels yeah. so much. They were so good. But get excited. Next week, we start the book of Acts and buckle your seatbelts. Oh, it's it, it's so still good. just as cool yep. and good. So good. See so. you next week. This audio was taken from a YouTube video from our YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube at Don't Miss This. Also, sign up for our newsletter at don'tmissthisstudy.com and you can follow us on Instagram at Emily Bell Freeman and at Mr. Dave Butler. Thanks for listening. Bye.